the explosive new film, Flynn, Deliver the Truth, Whatever the Cost, exposes secrets behind the government's takedown of General Michael Flynn. Flynn knew what the intel world had been up to. He ordered the first audit of the use of contractors. This set off alarm bells. He told the truth. He was the most dangerous person for Donald Trump to hire. They had to get rid of Flynn. Flynn, Deliver the Truth, Whatever the Cost. Available now. Watch it today. Go to SalemNow.com. SalemNow.com. And now we return to the purveyors of real estate knowledge, your real estate chalk talk. Hey, welcome back to the program. Thanks for staying with us. This is your real estate chalk talk coming to you from the legendary Rack Shack Barbecue Studio, HittnerGroup.com, H-I-T-T-N-E-R Group, all one word, HittnerGroup.com, 612-627-8000. That's 612-627-8000. Give us a ring-a-ling-a-ling. We'd be happy to have a chat with you about your real estate needs. 612-627-8000. All right, so we went out to break. Michael's telling us how he got hooked up with the railroad on cleaning these cars. So, you know, we're curious about that. You have, first of all, you're about the most dynamic guy I've ever met. I mean, you have got so many different business avenues that you're, I don't know how you keep up with under it. All, an, one umbrella, under one umbrella. Right, with yeah. all different. Yeah, different, different uh your sectors, really, almost you want to say, different sectors that you got to keep your guys busy. Yeah, we got to keep, keep them working. Keep your guys working is you know fantastic. But all so. calendar driven, so the mindset's weird, right? Yeah, well, the mindset's so. all after fifteen driven. years in the in the garden center business. Mm-hmm. I understand calendar driven business. Right, so we were the same way. We plowed snow. We did all that stuff to keep our landscape crews busy during the winter. Not even close to the extent right. we did some Christmas decorating as well, but mm-hmm. not close to what you're doing so we were talking about mike's one of mike's businesses which is power washing fleets of vehicles right and then just because you're randomly hitting stuff so fast it's like oh we're doing uh railroad cars you have to understand ladies and gentlemen kelvin is from iowa yep and And so we need to have more conversation we need to slow it down a little bit so that he can keep i can just get it all in even a pause now and then in the conversation is good because then his brain catches up with the rest of us yeah well everybody's in there just running as fast as they can you know so. (laughs) so talk about how you got in front of the railroad cars. How'd you make that contact? Yeah. I can't. Yeah. Okay. So Jamory, who's that's her job. Okay, and is to sell fleet washing services. So she's going to anybody that has a truck, and it could be one truck, mm-hmm. two, three, whatever, or it could be a whole lot. And and how she, does she find that information? You know, there there are some databases for that. Okay, but there's there's pockets. So you know, you'll go to a, like an area, industrial area, and yeah. then. There's like ten, 10 trucking, trucking companies, yeah, right? Exactly. You know, so then you know you just kind of pick it up, you know. And there's only so many in the Twin Cities, and and there's a lot. But so she she found I, I don't even know the answer to that. So she found Canadian Pacific Railway Railroad uh, Railway, and she went and talked to this guy, great guy, John. And there's so now we're going to wash their 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 equipment, their trucks that they use, and then. For him, all of a sudden, it's like I have this problem, and it needs to be washed. Well, okay, well, Isn't yeah, about call Jamery. You know, solving and, a problem. Yeah, and then we'll walk. Yeah, you know, I was out there yesterday. I went out there personally. I want to see what's going on. Mm-hmm. I have a friend up in, and here's the cool stuff too. I have a friend up in Canada. He, they had these trains that would carry potash, and they would go like two, three hours north of El, of uh, Calgary, in the middle of absolutely nowhere. 
and they would wash 125 tra- railroad cars in two days, and then the train would go, and then they'd bring in the next set maybe a several days later. Mm-hmm. They had to bring all their water. They had to bring the way to c- collect the dirty water. Mm-hmm. So, I mean, it was it, the first thing I did is I, hey, Paul, I have this company that wa- wants us to wash these railroad cars. How do you do it? Help me, mm-hmm. you know. So you're washing them, and you said something about taking the dirty water. Do you have to do that? Don't I mean? Don't you just get out there with your power washer and just hose that crap off and be done? Well, you, you don't want anything going right. into rivers, lakes, and streams, right? Of course. I mean, we're from Minnesota too, so we have vacuum systems that reclaim the water, and then you, instead of going to storm sewer, they can go to a sanitary sewer. That's where they're supposed to go. Okay. You know, be, and then it goes so through the treated. treatment facility. Yep. And the amount of dirty water that we actually create is nothing mm-hmm. compared to how much is actually created throughout the Twin Cities. So. You know, you remind me, you were talking about those tanker cars. When I was a kid, a friend of mine had a, or a friend of my dad's had a, a trucking company. They hauled a flour, bulk flour for Bay State Milling Company in Winona. And they used to have these two tankers. And every every day or every weekend, they had to go in there and they were inside scraping the tankers clean, oh. you know, right inside that truck, scraping the mm-hmm. tanker. And I, and I remember even as a kid thinking, there's got to be an easier way to do that than, wow. than to get inside wow. there with a with a putty knife and scrape the walls of that tanker truck. Inside a tanker. Can inside you a tanker. How claustrophobic that would feel. Oh, it was horrible. Scary. Yeah. Yeah. Oh. Yep. It, not, yeah. No. Not for me. Right. Not for me. Not for me. But, uh, but I'm thinking with the railroad cars, I mean, there's an opportunity there. Well, this is open because I, I wouldn't even go down that road. Yeah. Mm-hmm. We're not get climbing inside anything. Right. Right. People die. Yeah. That stuff, you got to be certified in it. There's all kinds of steps. Yeah. So, what's your what's your uh, outlook for next year? You know, I think I think next year's <laughs> how can you say? But I think it's going to bounce back. Mm-hmm. I think we're in for you know a period of time here, and then I think we'll be okay. I th- I, th- I kind of agree with you. I think what's going to happen is uh, anytime you've got a rapid something, people get scared yep. and they kind of pull back mm-hmm. and they get you know and get this wait and see kind of an attitude, and then after it's been there for a while, yep. they acclimate to it. You mentioned, uh, you know, that when you bought a house, it was nine point. Nine, it was nine percent, or maybe nine point five. Well, when I I, I just set a, a out thing out to our database, and it was a history from nineteen ninety nine of you know what stuff costs and what the average sale prices were and all that, and the and the interest rates was eight and a half percent. That's what the interest rates were in nineteen ninety nine, eight and a half percent, and the average house price. I had what the average house price was, what the average household income was, and all of that. And if you just factored that into today's dollars, we're still in really good shape hmm. from a, from a debt to equity position and from a from a normal house payment to household income situation. We're much better shape yeah. than we were in 1999. But what you didn't have at 1999 was people who had lived the previous decade with rates being significantly lower than where they were at that moment and that's what we right? talked and that's what so i was that's talking piece about that we're it's, unsure of how this is going to reflect into the market because we you've never had in a situation where we've had rates at three right right and then you know and we'll get into it next segment. but i come so back like, right but with know. this argument then people are still going to get married they're still going to have kids. They're still going to get divorced. Yep. They're still going to die. They're still going to get relocated because of their jobs. Yep. They're still going to retire. All those life events are still going to go on no Cor- matter what your interest rates are. Correct. So, yeah, I'm not arguing that at all. And yep. that's the real core that mm-hmm. drives 
85% of the market. Yeah. Mm-hmm. And uh, it's still going to happen. Well, we we just bought a $50,000 piece of equipment, a mm-hmm. sweeper. So we're going to own our own sweeper instead of having to rent one because if 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 you rent one and it breaks, they don't have backups. Okay, so that's fine. So we're going to buy it. And sweeper, what? Well, it's like this ride-on tenant like sweeper, except it's called a Nilfisk. And uh, it's it's funny that the parking garage, sorry, yeah, parking garage. So we got to pick up the dirt and the dust and then we wash it. Um, But it's interesting, too. There's the the two sweeping companies in the world, um, Tenant and and Nilfisk, they're both made in the Twin Cities. Isn't that Mm -hmm. funny? And Nilfisk is like a Swedish company or something like Mm -hmm. that. Mm -hmm. But anyway, you know, so I could take the approach, it's like, oh boy, I don't know what's going to happen, you know. I should wait or something like that. But I saw this video from Warren Buffett, and they asked him the question about the economy and this, mm-hmm. and he goes, we, we, and I think I'm getting this right, we don't look at that. What we look at is this is a business, right. and it has the right numbers, and it makes sense, and we're not, we can't worry about that. Right. And it's like, okay, you know what? I'm going to do that. Like I'm going to run my business like this is where we're at, Here's what the market's looking like. Here's our opportunities. And we're going to go toward that opportunity. Yeah. We're not just going to sit back and wait and let something pass by. And such wise sage advice, because as a young a certified public accountant out in the field, I audited Tenet, was a client of ours at the company I was at, and, and Cargill. And I I was auditing, you know, these little divisions, you know, because I was a pipsqueak. And, and their philosophy, when they bought a company, and they bought a lot of companies, is they didn't do anything to them. They didn't change them. They didn't do anything to them. And, and where a lot of companies will go in and they'll get rid of the management and they'll streamline and they'll incorporate, you know, the bookkeeping system and all that to try to get some efficiencies. And their philosophy was at that time, I don't know, imagine it's changed, is that, you know, if they're good enough to buy in the first place, we're probably going to just leave them alone until we really understand how they run. Mm. And then after a year or two, then we might start looking at how can we best roll that in or combine it with a different company or something like that to get some scale out of it. But if they were a strong enough uh, thing to, to go after in the first place, we're not going to screw it up you know, in the first month. Mm, that's good. So we got about a minute left. Mike, talk a little bit about um, just you as an entrepreneur, you as a business owner. What do you think, what's your skill set? What's What are you good at? Because from the outside, I, we know each other fairly well. I could say what I see. But what do you see about yourself that you go, yeah, this is probably what makes me good? Okay, so I was on a podcast a week ago, and he, it was a really good one. He, he asked some really great questions. And one of the that, things... That was a great question. I just That was a good mm-hmm. question. One of the things he, he talked about was... Because I, I sold things door-to-door. I sold candy. I sold wreaths, fertilizer for either the Burnsville Athletic Club or Boy Scouts or whatever. And he goes, well, boy, that's really something... He, and that you had that. I said, no, 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 no. I didn't have anything. My dad took me out every night, and we were selling door-to-door until it was dark. Did I want to do that? No. What did I do? I did what I was told. Right. <laughs> you know? And I think that's a big part of it. Yeah. Do what you're told. And, I mean, you got to be careful with that because yeah. a lot of stupid stuff going on right, right now. But if somebody smart is telling you to do something, do it. Do it. Do what you're told. Yeah. Do it. All right, we got to head out to break. We'll be right back with uh, money uh, in the next segment. See you after the break. 
three-star general, Michael J. Flynn, head of the Pentagon Intelligence Agency, knew all the government's dirty secrets. He was one of the most respected generals in the military. Flynn knew what the intel world had been up to. He understood its funding. He ordered the first audit of the use of contractors. This set off alarm bells. The explosive new documentary, Flynn, deliver the truth, whatever the cost, and covers the facts behind this scandal. Flynn told the truth. He was the most dangerous person for Donald Trump to hire. I find out the worst enemy that I'm going to face in my life is right here in America. They took my assessment and they wanted me to change it. I was like, I'm not changing it. They had to get rid of Flynn. With in-depth interviews, archival footage, and never-before-seen personal record to the man behind the headlines. I just felt like I was drowning. Flynn. Deliver the truth, whatever the cost. Available now. Watch it today. Go to salemnow.com. salemnow.com.